good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to the Three Count Lariat Podcast with your captain of the broadcast, LT. And coming after today, we got two, count them, two spicy discussion points. But on this podcast, we call them counts. Now, these counts today are ranging from anything and everything in pro wrestling this week. Could be news, could be matches, could be a critique of a show. You never know. Now, this week, the format's changed up a little bit. See, usually I have three spicy discussion points, but this week, some news broke that deserves its own, you know, limit of time. And to fit with the format, I gotta give it its time. I gotta get the meat off that bone. And we'll get to that count here shortly. But before we get into today's counts, I gotta ask. I got this question on my mind. And I've been wondering, what is your favorite wrestling promotion? It could be of the current time. It could be, you know, of, you know, back in the 80s or, you know, back in the 90s. You know, NWA, uh, WCW, WWE, ECW. Uh, TNA, ROH, uh, New Japan, All Japan. I mean, there are so many wrestling promotions that have existed over time. I'm not even counting like the ones in the 70s and 60s. So there were so many wrestling promotions, you know, in the business. So I want to know what your favorite promotion was. And when you get that answer, go ahead and let me know on my Twitter at LT3CL. And while you're there, hit the follow button and expect a follow back real soon. Now, without further ado, let's go ahead and get into today's first count right now. Alright y'all, so this is the first count of the day. Now this one comes on kind of a sad note. But I gotta cover this. And this may be a longer portion than most of the listeners are used to. But I understand. I gotta get through this. So, this week, I believe it was announced on June the 2nd uh, this week that WWE, this comes straight from their website, WWE has come to terms with releases of Braun Strowman, Aleister Black, Lana, Murphy, Ruby Riot, and Santana Garrett. Now, right off the bat, I mean, you're looking at, you know, you're looking at about seven superstars just gone, just released. Um, and all of the releases are due to, again, budget cuts. Um, if, you, if you've been following the show, uh, if you've been following the podcast, I re- I, I did a uh, I did a uh, explanation of the budget cuts uh, from NXT, I believe, some weeks ago, where they cut some NXT talent. Um, prior to that, I believe um, the week that I missed, I believe that they also cut WWE superstar that week too, and that was like shortly after WrestleMania. So it seems here again more budget cuts and this, this is the most that I've seen in years you know I've you know every Wrestlemania season uh they do something called spring cleaning where they basically fire people who aren't doing anything 
you know, you can kind of see that you can kind of see it coming, right? You can kind of see the superstars who ha- you haven't seen on TV for, you know, three, four months. You know, you can kind of see, okay, maybe they might get fired. You know, depending on their placement on the card, you know, if they're not involved in any title pictures, if they're just doing dark matches on live events, you can kind of see uh, they might be getting fired. So, but with these, this recent, these recent cuts, um, I'm going to tell you, I didn't see Braun Strowman coming. I did not see them getting rid of Braun Strowman. Um, just a brief history on him. I mean, he he had a lot going for him. You know, I believe he started, um, he was called up to the main roster. It was believed that he was called up a little too soon. I believe around 2014, 2015, as like a new member of the Wyatt family to kind of rejuvenate the group. Um, he was with the Wyatt family for a little bit, but you could tell he was green, kind of didn't know what he was doing. Um, then once the Wyatt family was disbanded with the brand split, he was a stable on Raw. He was on Raw, um, you know, doing squash matches after squash match. You know, he had, he had a new haircut. Um, you know, he had the new finisher. You know, looked looked a little, little, little bit more polished, but kind of didn't know where his, his character was going. Um, and then he had the Roman Reigns stuff where he was always saying, I'm not finished with you. And he was, you know, always beating up Roman Reigns, throwing him through stuff. Uh, I mean, I can't even remember. I know he's, he did a lot with tipping over, you know, vehicles and stuff like that. I mean, I'd really have to go back and watch, but I know that the stuff with him and Roman Reigns was great. It was getting Roman Reigns, who was not cheered at that point, cheered. So, um, you know, and then after that, he kind of flirted with the flirted with the uh, the main title picture. You know, kind of didn't know if he was gonna necessarily get the WWE or Universal Championship. Um, he had multiple opportunities. I know that for a fact. Before he actually got it, he faced Brock Lesnar at No Mercy uh, a couple years ago for his first opportunity but didn't get it and then I know he faced Brock Lesnar and Kane in a triple threat at the Royal Rumble didn't get it then um, had another opportunity against Roman uh, against Brock at like a Saudi Arabia pay-per-view a year later didn't get it then Um, the only time that Braun ever got the big title ever got the the main title was after Roman Reigns pulled out of WrestleMania 36 and they just inserted Braun Strowman in without explanation and he beat uh, Goldberg so I mean he reached the top it just kind of took a little bit to get there you know I know he won the greatest Royal Rumble which was like the 50 man battle royal they had in like Saudi Arabia Um, he won that and then I know I know he won the tag team championships at WrestleMania 34 with a 12-year-old, but still, I mean, you know, just going over his history, I mean, he's done a lot, you know, he's been the big guy, you know, uh, for years it was Big Show, and then Big Show's getting older and can't do as much, and then you got this guy named Braun Strowman, who's a former strongman uh, competitor, and is about six, seven. Six eight, I think, maybe. I know he's he's pretty he's pretty tall, 
So he had that kind of beef, and then he also was very strong. So I could see his position in the company. Um, but apparently, the reason why he was he was uh, let go was because he was a uh, he was a a very expensive superstar. Um, he was very expensive, and right now it seems they're going through some some budget cuts and stuff like that. So they're trying to get rid of all the expenses and the bigger you know amounts so i can kind of see why they decided against keeping braun on and decided to let him go but i mean he was just involved in the wwe championship match at uh, wrestlemania backlash with drew mcintyre and bobby lashley i mean he was just on tv like last monday and like doing a he did a little a little a commercial saying, you know, WWE can't wait to get back on the road, can't wait to see everybody, and that was it. So with these releases, it seems that pretty much all of them um, were out of left field. Like, kind of the, the right hand doesn't know what the left hand's doing. Um, because... To have a superstar, I mean, if I'm, if I'm, you know, owning a business and I'm going to fire somebody and my business has to do with TV, yeah, I'm pulling that person off of TV for a long time, for a month, two months. You're going to be able to see that person being fired coming because I'm not going to advertise that so-and-so is going to be at a live event if so-and-so is not going to be here in a month. So it seems this was definitely made, uh, you know, last minute. But um, the next person I want to get to that was actually surprising was Aleister Black. Um, He was on a roll. You know, a little brief history about him. He was very good in NXT uh, years ago. Um, Very good in NXT. NXT champion. Had memorable feuds with Velveteen Dream, uh, Andrade, uh, Johnny Gargano. um, And then he was called up with Ricochet and a tag team that made no sense and that's when the BS started on on the main roster that's when the BS started um and then he got called up with Ricochet as a tag team and they never won the tag gold and they split up and then um Alistair was having you know matches with uh with Murphy on TV that had no substance to him just matches good matches but no substance um, the last thing I can remember that was actually significant was Alistair had a, uh, he had a, a period where he would like cut promos in a room that was dark and he would beg someone to pick a fight with him and that really went nowhere. And then I know he had a title feud against AJ Styles where he really should have won, but didn't get it done. Uh, I believe in 2020, early 2020. And then uh, there was the eye stuff where Seth Rollins shoved his eye into like the stairs and that messed up his eye. So he was mad on SmackDown for like a couple weeks in like the summer of 2020. And then he'd been off TV ever since. And then he just recently was trying another character known as the Dark Father. Uh, Think about... Think about the uh, the character known as the father 
from Far Cry 5. I think I actually talked about this last week or the week before, right here on the podcast, uh, when he made his debut or his re-debut, um, saying that he's back. So, I mean, I'm hoping, you know, I was hoping like, hey, well, maybe this is like a start of something new and maybe he'll have a good feud with Big E and then he'll go somewhere and be able to get to a, a higher point. But it seems like that's been kind of thrown out because he's been released. Um, he revealed on his wife's Twitch stream, he revealed some really revealing stuff about his character and what it, what the inspiration was and, you know, how he was going to have all new music and the character was going to uh, was going to go to different heights and he was going to win the United States Championship um, sometime in 2020, which is probably that AJ Styles match. But because COVID hit, uh, I guess Vince McMahon wanted him to win the title in front of fans. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not quite sure what the direction is there, but I'm guessing that's where they wanted to go with that. But, you know there we go another another case of you know a lot of talent and a lot of ceiling and just cut kind of doesn't make sense you know um then moving on to lana you know lana mainly famous for being rusev or being with rusev uh in the in the early days of 2016 i think uh you know, around that time, Rusev was the big bad foreign heel, and here comes Lana, who is the ravishing Russian, who was smoking hot, everybody knows that, so, um, they were good together, and then, you know, they had the Rusev Day and Lana Day stuff years later, and then Lana kind of sprouted off from Rusev, and they did this kind of breakup angle, where, um, Lana was now cheating on Rusev with Lashley and then she was also like apparently bisexual with Liv Morgan for like a week like the storyline was really up and down this is when Paul Heyman had the book um in early I think it was early 2020 or late 2019 all I know um in late 2019 is that Lana and Bobby Lashley were closing the show every week like it was all about Lana and Bobby Lashley, Lana and Bobby Lashley, and it was about Lana cutting promos about random stuff. You know, it, it it's it was train wreck TV, but it's Paul Heyman, so I could see why it was drawing numbers. Um, but yeah, and then most recently she was in a tag team with Naomi, and I thought maybe they were going somewhere, but it seems that possibly is not the case anymore because she's been released. And that that really shrinks down the the uh, the women's roster, and we'll get to that in a second. Uh, moving on to the next released uh, Murphy. I mean, used to go by Buddy Murphy back in NXT. Uh, got called up to 205 Live, had some of the greatest matches ever. Uh, 205 Live champion or Cruiserweight champion. Um, you know, he got called up to Raw. Kind of didn't do much. The only time he really was shining was in his matches against Aleister Black. That had no story. Um, but then he also aligned himself with Seth Rollins as a disciple, which gave him new life as far as, hey, he can finally show off his talent, you know? 
and then that really didn't go nowhere. Um, then it involved the Mysterios, and you know now Murphy is aligned with the Mysterios against Rollins, and now he's he's with Aaliyah, who was Rey Mysterio's daughter, and then that storyline went nowhere, and Aaliyah was never seen again, and then Buddy Mur- then Murphy was just never seen again. So him being released, I can kind of see I can see why they did it. And I also can kind of say that I saw it coming because they're not doing anything with him. He is definitely super talented and can outgrow um, anything and can perform uh, better than most. So he'll land on his feet. You know, he'll definitely find somewhere to go where they're going to actually value his talent and be able to show him off more. So I I feel like he'll be fine. Um, You know... Then you got Ruby Riot um, of the Riot Squad. You know she's she was recently on TV, um, and then nothing. You know she was on TV with Liv Morgan uh, in a match on SmackDown two weeks ago, and now with her being uh, dismissed and being let go, that brings SmackDown's women ro- women's roster to like six women, I think. It brings that women's roster down a lot. So, I feel sorry for her. But again, she's going she's gonna to land on her feet too. Because she's definitely a good superstar. She knows what she's doing. Great worker. So, I can definitely see her landing on her feet. Um, you know, I mean, when it, when, it, when it comes to these releases. I mean, it's not, it's not easy really to, to discuss. It's more like... It's hard because you got all these people losing their jobs. You got six people on this list that just lost their jobs because of budget cuts. Um, that are that that are really mired in BS because the budget cuts don't make sense. Uh, WWE has had their most profitable year uh, to date uh, with the pandemic. They saved a lot of money by not touring. I mean, they made a lot of money, you know. So with everybody, so with with, with these cuts coming out of nowhere. It kind of seems like they're gearing up to sell the company, um, probably to Disney. That's what that's, that's what the rumor is. So, and then last on this list is Santana Garrett. Um, not much to say about her. I know she was in NXT for a little bit. Um, the main, the interesting um, note about her, her is that she was actually approaching a main roster call up for uh, this past Friday's SmackDown. She was supposed to be called up. And I guess, like I said, this is an, this is an issue where one hand doesn't know what the other hand's doing, because one hand is trying to call her up while the other hand just wants to fire her. It seems it seems like these decisions to to cut talent are coming from the HQ and not necessarily the uh, the road office, not necessarily those who are traveling with superstars, but those who are in the corporate buildings. Um, and it's been all the rage. I mean, everybody knows that this is coming from uh, this. This is coming from this new executive, Nick Khan, and his want to expand the company and make these big million-dollar deals and so on and so forth. I mean, it's been drilled into the ground. We know that this is the plan, but to see these superstars get cut um, just to fulfill that kind of plan doesn't necessarily make sense. So, just to sum it up, I mean, 
this is really sad that these superstars were released, but like I said, I know all of them are going to land on their land on their feet somewhere. I can see Braun. Um, I can see Braun probably going back to strongman or going into bodybuilding. I, I don't think he'll be, if anything, he'll either be back with the company by SummerSlam or he'll be moved on to a different phase in his life, something that doesn't involve wrestling. Um, with Alistair Black, I can see him in AEW. I can see him holding down Impact. I can see him in ROH. I can see him in New Japan. He'll, he'll be fine wherever he goes. Lana, she might go to AEW and be with, with, uh, with Miro, Rusev, um, and maybe that'll work. You know, Murphy, I can see him holding down ROH. I can see him definitely holding down Impact. AEW, I wouldn't necessarily go for just yet. He's got to build his stock. Um, he's been kind of uh, watered down for so many years. We haven't been able to see what he can actually do. So he's got to build his name up a little bit before he actually goes to these big fish, you know? Uh, Ruby Riot, she'll definitely be a good addition to the ROH women's division. Um, she can definitely add a lot to Impact as well. I can definitely see that as well. Uh, and then Santana Garrett, I mean, the sky's the limit for her. I, I didn't really see a lot of her work, but I know that um, she's a name. She's been wrestling for years. So anywhere she goes, I mean, she'll make an impact. So yeah, these releases, man, can't believe it. I just can't believe it. But I'm excited to see uh, what these these superstars' futures hold and to see where they end up. I mean, they all have 90 days to figure out what their next moves are. So, uh, you know, 90 days from June 2nd. I mean, we're looking at we're looking at late August, early September, really. Um, so when, when they decide to make their move so we'll see though we'll see all right y'all it is count number two and we are here on a lighter note so june 4th 2021 episode of all elite wrestling on TNT. It seems AEW is doing a couple Fridays and a couple Saturdays here coming soon. So we won't be back to Wednesday until July, I think. Um, not sure, but you know, we'll see. But I'll keep sitting here and reviewing them because I love, I love AEW, man. It's great. It's awesome. So anyway, there was a big announcement or a big debut if you will on this show and I want to set out the positives first and then I want to get to the broccoli after that so Vicky Guerrero makes her way to the ring right she's yelling and screaming excuse me excuse me you know we've just heard from Mark Henry who signed with the company uh, as an analyst. So we just heard from him in the ring with Tony Schiavone, and here comes Vicky Guerrero coming out, right? And she's yelling and screaming and getting the fans all riled up, and um, she comes to the ring and basically says that someone's here. She's brought someone here. He's a three, he's a third-generation superstar, 
you know, he's very famous. And then she says his name. She says Andrade El Idolo. And I got to tell you guys, when I heard her say that name, I flipped my shit. Like I, I was spazzing out, you know, on my couch, screaming super loud because this is Andrade from WWE. This is a, this is La Sombra on uh, CMLL years ago. I mean, this guy can go, this guy can go. And when he got his release from WWE, um, recently, I mean, I was super excited because the sky's the limit to see what he could do. You know, he had already booked a match for Triple Triple Mania against Kenny Omega, which is going to be great. I'm going to watch Triple Mania just for that. But the main thing was that that match is until August. So what is Andrade going to do until Triple Mania? You know, he didn't have a 90-day non-complete, non-compete clause. He could wrestle whenever he wanted to, you know? So now it's like, oh, okay, well, what, what what's he going to do next, you know? So... Vicky Guerrero says his name and it takes a little while no music, no nothing he comes out he's dressed to the nine you know, got this suit on and everything just looking real good and he gets into the ring and he takes the mic and he said for so long I've been known, you know as the face of uh, I believe he said so long as the face of uh, Latinos, the face, face of, of a Latin community when it comes to wrestling. Now, he'll be known as the face of AEW. He says that, and then that's it. And then him and Vicky Guerrero walk out of the ring, and that's the end of the segment. But during this segment, I am screaming so loud, like, that's how you do it, AEW. That's how you do it. That's how you build your outside you know, people that you're working with, you know, with our, with Andrade coming in and, and it, it showed on, on the website that he was, he's all lead now, he's with the company, so it's not just to have a kind of a deal with CMLL or have a deal with uh, AAA or anything like that, it's, it could be for a while, I don't know what, what the details of his deal is, but Andrade El Idolo is about to take control of the wrestling world. And I'm super excited. I mean, I was kind of thinking, I'm like, okay, you know what? This is really good. This is really good that he's here. It's awesome. So many matchups. The the negatives that I had was this segment and this prize should have ended the show. If I was formatting, if I'm nitpicking the show, if I'm formatting it, and they, they asked me, they asked me, they said, hey, LT, how do you want the the order of the show to go? I would say, man, Andrade, you got, got to go last. Got to go last. Because we got to leave the fans with something they didn't expect. You know, the main event was okay. You know, Dustin Rhodes and Nick Camarado was okay. But Andrade coming out, cutting a promo and then walking out, that's all I need to say. Like, that would be great. You know? kind of him coming out you know kind of a Moxley-esque kind of debut where the match is over with and here comes Andrade walking through the crowd you don't know why he's there he's cutting a promo he's in he's all he's an all elite he's there you know but all in all it was great to see him it was great to see that he's now in AEW he's now 
ready and and healthy and he's ready to go so i can't wait to see what the future holds for andrade el idolo Hey y'all, I would like to thank everybody, everybody for pulling up, listening, tapping in with your boy, letting me know you're out there. And this week's show, man, this week's pod, you know, there's so much, so much meat on these bones and so much to discuss with these discussion points, but I want to summarize them real quick. I mean, to think about these, these releases that were done and the reason why they were done and to think about who has been released, it doesn't make sense, you know? Something is going on in the wild world of Titan Sports. Something is going on in Titan Tower, you know? And it's something, something's going on in Connecticut, man. Something is going on. I don't know what's going on with the WWE. I don't know where they're going or what they're trying to do, but it seems like they're posturing to sell, you know? So, I mean, and with that, I mean, you go from posturing to sell to selling, you know, the whole building out when you announce Andrade El Idolo is now in your company. And that's what AEW's done. I mean, they're going to sell. They got, you know, they got tickets, you know, for sale for all these shows coming up. They're going to sell out, you know. Uh, I've already announced on, on the pod that I'll be going to one of their events uh, in July. And I believe, I'm, I'm not sure if that show is sold out already, but I know it will be. Um, it's a big event, you know, Andrade El Idolo could possibly be there now, you know, never know. But, you know, I want to thank everybody for coming in and tuning into the pod, you know. Today was a great day and, you know, it's a, it's a great day to be a wrestling fan, you know. Uh, but I want to definitely answer the question that I posed earlier in the podcast and that is, that is, what wrestling promotion is your favorite? Now, when that question comes to me and I think about that question, um, I have to say for years, I mean, WWE, you know, was kind of the favorite by default. You know, my guilty pleasure was Impact because Impact was really doing a good job for a couple years and then they kind of fell off, you know, um, ROH was good too, but they weren't big enough, you know, so WWE was by default my favorite. Um, and I, I have to say this, AEW has been in the game since October 2nd of 2019. You know, they're approaching their two year anniversary coming up uh, this October. So, I mean, I can't say necessarily, necessarily that they're my favorite promotion just yet, but what I can say is they're on the track they're they're approaching that because WWE I'm I'm programmed to watch that you know every Monday I've been doing it for years that's why I know WWE was my favorite um, my favorite promotion to watch but when it comes to AEW you know that programming is starting to set in I'm starting to expect you know on a Wednesday here's AEW you know and kind of being bummed that Wednesday comes around and no AEW you know so AEW's getting up there. So for right now, I'll have to say that WWE is still my heart and soul, still my favorite. You know, they're still doing some 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 okay work, and it's what I've grown up with. 
but AEW is on their heels, man, and it, it, it might take, you know, a month, it might take three months, but AEW is on that track to definitely be a number one in my book, so, but enough about me, I want to know about you, let me know, follow me on Twitter at LT3CL, send me your answers, send me a smoke signal, send me a carrier pigeon, a messenger, something like that, let me know you're out there, and I'll respond right back, and before I get up out of here, I want to remind you of something, see, life has its ups and its downs and will try to weigh you down like a lariat but see you gotta kick out before that three count because I know I and you have the strength enough to carry it peace